Yellow. Hello. Buddy, say something when you're ready. Something when you're ready. All right. Check, check, one, two. One, two, one, two. Excuse me. Here we go. back on the air. I am here again. My name is Darian. I'm not alone this week. Buddy's in the house. Hey-o. What's up, big buddy? Oh, you know, I'm here. You know what that means? Uh, what does that mean? I didn't have to work late. Hey, look at you. <laughs> yeah. You did it. You snuck out early, you son of a bitch. <laughs> right? Yeah, man. How's work going? Ah, it's going better now. It's starting to calm down a little bit at work, so uh, that's always a good thing. Yeah, that's yeah. always a good thing. Yeah. I kind of like chaos at work. <laughs> yeah. It makes the time go by much faster. Yeah, it's definitely been that way at work, I tell you that. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's you, the best. You know those giant storage containers? Yes. Yeah, so we have like 39 of them around our building. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Are they all full? They're all full. Then what are you doing here? Get your ass back there and get them unloaded. <laughs> no, we're trying to make space in the warehouse. Oh, is that what's going <laughs> we're on? We're just taking stuff out and filling them up. Oh, yuck. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a nightmare, my friend. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. you made it in is that this what you week. Call it? Yeah, I'm glad you made it in this week. Yeah, me too. Um,. No, you're not. Don't lie. No, actually, I am. After watching this movie, I don't know. Oh, well, you know. (laughs) Dude, it can't be any worse than last week's. (laughs) President Evil, get the fuck out of here with that. It was all right, he says. Uh, No Miss Monica this week. Um, Possibly next week, we're doing a movie about women in prison, so Hmm. that always brings out the best in her. I know that. Yeah. She loves women prisons movies, prison, (laughs) women in prison movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe not. I'm not making any promises because you never know, but she might just pop in. Hopefully. Hopefully. uh, We got a regular shit show to get into here, buddy. We got horror news. We got listener mail. We got all kinds of fucking shenanigans going on. I say we kick things off with a little of the old horror news, amigo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> horror news. What you got, Daddy O? So, you know, we'll get to see Nicolas Cage play Count Dracula in Universal's Renfield, right? Yes. Well, did you know that he wants to play Batman's villain Egghead? I did know that, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, Vincent Price played him. He did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
I don't know that Egghead is an actual comic book villain. I'm not huge into Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recall ever seeing him in any of the comic books. No. Ex- not even any of the movies. Me either. Just the old uh, 1960s Adam West TV show mm-hmm. in which he was played by Vincent Price. And really, he would just make a bunch of egg puns. Yeah. And you were, excellent. I really like the yolk of that or whatever. You know, <laughs> right. That's pretty much all he would do and then like do a lot of finger steep- steepling. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and that was about it. So, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Eraser's Reborn reboot of Arnold Schwarzenegger is landing in June. Yeah, I heard about that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's just coming straight to digital Blu-ray and DVD June 7th from Warner Brothers. That's not a good sign no. when it goes straight to digital. Right? And it's weird that they would pick that movie to reboot. Because yeah. that is like fringe Schwarzenegger. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's You could do much better. Oh, yeah. I would reboot like a running man. Um, I would reboot. They already rebooted. Uh, what do you call it? Total Recall? Eh, wasn't that great? Right. Uh, what else? Predator. Well, they're still messing around with Predator movies. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Uh, Running Man. Running Man. You don't remember or, the Running Man? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Buzzsaw. Yeah, Buzzsaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I'll. I'll probably check it out. Why not? So Sam Raimi, uh, who's doing Doctor Strange in the Multi-Universe of Madness, wants to also do a Batman movie. Okay. Yeah, maybe uh, Nicolas Cage and him should get together. Sure, yeah. <laughs> He's got uh, superhero movie credentials, mm-hmm. Sam Raimi. Yeah. And horror movie credentials. Yeah, he does. Yeah, because he did the Spider-Man trilogy. He did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Evil Dead. Yeah. Drag Me to Hell. Yep. Love it all. New Evil Dead movie coming out this yes. summer. Yes. Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be something. Mm-hmm. No Bruce Campbell, though. No. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> but you know what, though? He always says that. I'm sure he'll he do something. He always says that. I'm done with Ash. I can't do it anymore. And boom, there he and is. And then boom. Three seasons of Ash versus Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah. All right, you Coming lion. at you. You lion sack of shit. <laughs> That's right. That's all I got. What do you got? All right. Uh, what do I have that you didn't already talk about? Uh, Pennywise. The yes. story of It. Mm-hmm. Documentary coming to Screambox this summer. A documentary. Yes. Huh? Uh, it's going to be basically about the making and conceptualizing of the 1991 It. Okay. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So, something to look forward to. Okay. Um, I don't know that I'm going to get another subscription to Screenbox. Yeah. I had one once for about six months. It's only like five bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But they had the shittiest horror movies yeah. ever. And I've seen some shitty horror movies. Yeah. Um, we're, we're talking about The Beast of Yucca Flats this week. Yeah. Don't tell me I don't know shit horror movies, buddy. <laughs> oh, I am the Northern oh, Nevada. Know, you know I am the Northern Nevada distributor of shit horror movies. <laughs> right? Yeah. Speaking of stream services, you heard Netflix is going up to twenty bucks. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa. They're gonna stick three fingers in. That's mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Finger blasting us. Your behind mouth will the be dumpster. next. <laughs> I know it. I know it. I can stop it. Stop. Ow. God damn it. <laughs> What, $25? Uh, all right, put it in my mouth. <laughs> uh, looks like Rob Zombie's The Monsters has officially gotten a PG rating. Ah, PG, huh? Yes. Yeah, so well. he he has gone on record as saying that this is going to be a family movie. Mm-hmm. No guts, gore, rape, chainsaws, none of the stuff that we're used to. Mm-hmm. This is his attempt at making a family movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. 
Okay. I don't know. I'm I'll reserve judgment. I like Rob Zombie. Oh yeah. I might be the only guy in the known universe that doesn't respectfully take a shit all over Rob Zombie every chance he gets. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like him. I like his movies. Yeah. Uh, Thirty One wasn't that great, but I still thought it was all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll check it out. Yeah. I'm gonna check it out. Oh, see, I definitely will see what's going on. I like the monsters. Uh, Never hike alone. Remember that little gem? Mm-hmm. That's that was a good show. Yeah. Right? Never Hike Alone 2 is now uh, funding on Indiegogo. Never Hike More Alone? Never Hike Alone (laughs) 2. Never. I'm already alone. I can't be (laughs) more alone. I mean, should I not hike any with anybody or bring somebody? Never Hike Alone 2, Friday the 13th fan film, now funding on Indiegogo.com. Just head on over there and type in Never Hike Alone 2 and put, put five bucks down. Do something, man. Yeah. It was a good show, the first one. Mm-hmm. I wonder how the cast scenario is going to go. Uh, brought Tom Matthews into that last one. Mm-hmm. He made that in little cameo situation. Yeah. that's That was the... Be- See, I, I kind of am a bit reluctant because I feel like they have nowhere else to go but down. Right. After Never Hike Alone. Mm-hmm. And now that we know... Because you could watch Never Hike Alone and be like, oh, this guy's lost in the woods. Look at this. Oh, he found his fucking camp. That's cool. Yeah. And not up until that last, I don't know, 15 minutes, you're like, that's fucking Jason Ford. Oh, shit, there's Tom Matthews. It's mm-hmm. goddamn Jason it's Crystal Lake. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but now they already played that card. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to top that. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. I will. Uh, I'm excited. I'll check yeah. it one way or the other. It's going to yeah, go straight to out. YouTube again. Uh, that's all I have on the horror news, my friend. Let's get down to a little listener mail. Oh yeah. What is probably going to be the shortest listener mail segment we've <laughs> ever done? Listener mail. Booyah! We got emails and voicemails and all kinds of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start things off right here in Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Hey, cowboy. Subject line, scream. Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Don't have a lot tonight. Been busy. Been a busy week with some family visiting, but I did get to watch a few movies and get some gaming in. Mm. Watch the new Scream movie. Have you seen the new Scream movie yet? Not yet. I have not heard anything good about it. But the people that I haven't heard anything good about it from are not Scream people. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? I still want to check it out, but I just haven't I will eventually. I'm in no hurry to do so. (laughs) Same here. I'll I'll get around to it. You know, I did hear a little bit about Scream uh, Scream Mm. 4, right? The, The one... Previous to The this? one that just came out? No, this is Scream 5. Oh, this is Scream 5? just came out, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I heard Scream 4, Kristen Stewart was going to be in, and then she turned it down. Okay. Well, Hayden Panettiere was in Scream 4. Oh, well, this is the beginning segment with Anna Pequin and somebody else? I don't know. Oh. Um, I don't know. It's been... Scream 4 was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. Oh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's why I'm not in a hurry to see this new one. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't want to talk to the manager. I'm just not going to buy your product anymore. Right. That's all there is to it. <laughs> all right. Watched, uh, watched the new screen movie. Didn't think it was that bad. It was predictable, but I still enjoyed it. Also watched The Hideout. Not a bad movie, though some of the acting was a bit over the top. 
Got to play some Dead by Daylight, and I found a perk I need to work on quickly. The guy using it kicked the survivor's asses hard with it in Pyramid Head. So I'll be holding off on Prestige for a bit, and I realize how much I'm out of practice with playing Survivor. Ha ha. <laughs> I did listen to Mother's Basement, and I'm looking forward to hearing more soon. Hope everyone has a great week. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. Good news for you, cowboy. I got a new episode of Your Mom's Basement coming in about two weeks, if everything goes according to plan. Buddy, I would like to bring you into Mom's Basement. Oh, yeah? There's a problem, though. Hmm. You're too fucking cool. You know what I mean? You got to be a dork to oh. come into Mom's Basement. I got my Marvel dork. I got my Star Wars dork. I got my Dungeons and Dragons dork. Mm-hmm. I, of course, am the, the resident horror doofus. You're, you you got you to gotta find some stupid thing. Okay. <laughs> and dig in deep to it. So that way... Uh, Harry Potter. What? Get into Harry Potter, will you? <laughs> right. Get into Harry Potter. Don't be a dick. <laughs> that way we can bring you into the basement, buddy. We're uh, get ready for some gay slurs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Compared to <laughs> <laughs> Woo! There you have it. Uh, we got another email here. God damn it. This one is from Carter Burke, son of a bitch. Uh, it is in the junk folder and it's another picture of me. Oh yeah. Look at that. Uh, I believe it's me from 2008 with my face removed and, uh, what's his name? Belial from basket case put in there. Oh my. That's a nice one. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a nice one. I would post this. Is that what you look like when you had COVID? Uh, pro- <laughs> Actually, I think I look better in this one. <laughs> oh, you know, I got a nice tan going, uh, yeah, I could use a, a nap from the looks of it. God, what a fat bastard I was in 2008. This is at the old house. Uh, yeah, God. Wow. Crazy sack of shit I was. <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Carter Burke. I would post that, but I've been banned from Facebook, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Looks like we got a voicemail coming in. All right. Let's get down to beautiful Southern California. Here comes Miss Monica's pod boyfriend, Mr. Tom of the Hardys. Hey, Tom Hardy. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Where he is. Room. How's my favorite degenerate this week? Hey, we're doing all right. I hope we got more than one there. Me too. Buddy, are you there? Sir? Yes. Miss Monica, have you made another special guest appearance? Not yet. <laughs> I hope everyone's doing well. I hope they're... Uh, Doing as well as could be, actually. We're we're doing okay. But uh, hey, I didn't have much, but I did want to get in real quick because sure. I had a chance to kept, catch a couple of flicks. Okay. One of them was one you were mentioning about uh, on your recommendation, the uh, last radio call. Oh yeah, what'd oh. you think? Was that Tubi? Yes, Tubi. Man, I, I gotta agree with you. That was actually a pretty good flick. Not bad, right? This is the kind of flick. I mean, I gotta say, I really like, and I, I love it that it's. That it is a low budget flip, but it's yeah. just—it's a low budget flip that's done well. I thought so. Um, the found footage isn't too bad. I mean, there's a couple of things that kind of stand out. Yeah. One of the things uh, kind of cracks me up is, and this lady is just like leaving a trail of dead bodies, <laughs> and she's just like, ah, whatever. We're just going to push on to the next thing. You know what? But hey, fuck it. It's a good flick. It's I thought fun. It was it's awesome. entertaining. It's sure. quick. It's in and out. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, the other flick I got to catch was this one called uh, 30, The 39 Steps. Oh, oh, and it's an okay. uh, old, 
black and white Alfred Hitchcock flick. So, okay. you know, more of a uh, suspense thriller. But uh, one of the things, I don't know if anyone's seen it before, but it kind of struck me is that it almost seemed like a prototype for an, old, for an uh, you know, classic Yalo. Okay. Um, you know, you had the main character, kind of a foreigner. He's a Canadian, I believe, in, mm-hmm. in England. And um, you have, you know, you have the gun being shot, and you see the gun being shot, but you don't see who's the one shooting it. Yeah. A whole mystery. And, again, more of a suspense thriller. Definitely not a horror flick, but still pretty damn fun. So, okay. anyway, uh, if anyone has a chance, I think it was on the Amazon. But uh, if anyone has a chance, I totally recommend checking it out. Sure. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Thanks for calling in, my man. Thank you. Oh, excuse me. Giallos are a kind of a an acquired taste, I think. There's like mm-hmm. once in a blue moon, I'll get in the mood for one. But once you know the Giallo formula, and I don't know if that 39 steps follows the formula or not. Once you know the Giallo formula, it's very easy to spot who the killer is. Yeah. You know? It's going to be an innocuous character that gets about 30 seconds of screen time in the first act. Mm-hmm. After that, you're not going to see him until the big reveal at the end. And then for a second, you're going to go, wait, who the fuck? And then you're going to go, ah, that fucking guy. Right. And then that's who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you once you nail that formula down, whatever Giallo you're watching, you're no longer watching it to guess the killer. Right. You're watching it because there's, you know there's going to be plenty of nudity. Mm-hmm. There's going to be... Uh, Probably some kind of a weird sexual razor blade situation kind of a thing where uh, Debbie Harry gets off on getting cut with razor blades or something like that. Not that Videodrome was a giallo, but it's that same kind of – there's going to be a weird sex kink in there. Um, There's going to be like a tormented protagonist that's trying to figure the whole shit out. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, oh, it was the busboy from the fucking restaurant. Right. Voila. Voila. There you have it. <laughs> and it's funny because my wife is big into these crime shows, mm-hmm. uh, NCIS and all the fucking NCIS Miami. And Law and Order. Law, the, well, not so much Law and Order. Uh, all those other ones, though, mm-hmm. they follow the same formula. You can, you yeah. know, you'll, once, if they're trying to like hide the killer, you'll spot them in the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. The waiter will look back at the camera real quick like that and you'll be like, <laughs> Got, gotcha. I got gotcha, you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. My wife gets mad because I'm always like, that fucking guy right there. <laughs> yeah. Just shut up. I'm going to watch this show. <laughs> That's how it goes down, buddy. And that is all we have on the listener mail this week, my friend. Hopefully the feature film segment's that short, too. <laughs> we don't have a lot to talk about. No. In fact, the, we are probably going to do more talking than anybody in that entire movie, <laughs> you got that which right. is not a good sign. Do you have anything for Tom Hardy, uh, Carter Burke, or uh, the Cowboy? Thanks for calling and writing in, guys. Absolutely, bro amigos. Thank you very much. Uh, the Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275, or get us on the regular old email the padded room 2011 at hotmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got uh, another Terra Dome coming up here in about three weeks. We're going to start making fight announcements pretty soon. Yes. Um, tell us what movies you watched. Ask Buddy for relationship advice. 
He is the love doctor, as you all know. Ask me for pancreatic cancer advice. I, I am actually a practicing physician. Or at least I play one on TV. <laughs> all right, goddammit. We've stalled long enough. Here we go. Coming to this theater soon, The Beast of Yucca Flats. Filmed on the burning hot sands by Yucca Flats. See terror, panic, murder. See the Cardoza and Francis production of The Beast of Yucca Flats. See a man turn killer. See a woman ravaged. See one of the most exciting movies ever made. See The Beast of Yucca Flats. Killer on the loose. Death sweeps across the desert. Panic. A bloodthirsty killer stalks a moonlit desert. See the beast of Yucca Flats. The beast of Yucca Flats, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's from 1961, man. It got 2.2 stars on IMDb, which I don't feel is fair. Yeah, it should have been lower. No, hey, (laughs) come on now. It's written and directed by Coleman Francis. uh, Stars Tor Johnson, Barbara Francis, and Bing Stafford. This movie is not rated because it's not technically a movie. No. I feel like it's more of a... um, it's in between like a silent film and a movie. That's what it is, really. It feels more like a uh, PSA kind of, yeah. uh, don't let this happen to you kind of a thing. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, right. Uh, this, ooh. All right. So um, we start with, I, I don't know what's wrong with this movie, man. Be honest with you. Everything? I mean, there's a lot going on here. But I feel like, number one, the sound design is fucked. Oh, yeah. So basically, they decided, I read in the IMDb trivia, that they decided not to record sound for the movie and just dub the whole shit in later. It was obvious. But they fucked that up big time to a degree where it's almost unwatchable. Mm -hmm. Instead of like recording the dialogue, well, I mean, there was only like five or six lines of dialogue the whole movie. Right. Um, Most of it was a kid's. Yeah. And like, it it was very obvious what they did. Because you never got that shot of somebody talking. Right. It was always like uh, somebody like from the back of their head yelling <laughs> up at somebody or, uh, you know, somebody's feet while, some, while he was talking to somebody else or some, some other fucking nonsense like <laughs> Good that. Good shots were terrible. It, all of it was. <laughs> who the hell? <laughs> I don't know, man. So basically, in lieu of an actual like script and dialogue and stuff like that, what we have is an hour's worth of narration. Yeah. Which oftentimes to me felt like it was being read by a beat poet. <laughs> yeah. Radiation. 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 <laughs> like those old it's bad like those old poet things that you go to like yeah. on stage yeah, yeah. exactly One of those things you know yeah. what I'm saying science 
Russian science. It's bad. (laughs) That's what it felt like to me. This guy, I don't know. (laughs) All right. So I'm just going to give you the the bullet points of the story here because there's not like a lot to talk about plot wise. Uh, So the premise, well, first off, we start off in, I guess, a hotel room with a uh, metronome clicking, click, 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 Mm -hmm. click, and a young lady getting out of the shower uh, sitting on a bed and then immediately being strangled. Yeah. Has nothing to do with anything. No. D- don't even know why that's there. Yeah. And afterwards, he like positions her leg. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I thought he was going to bang her. Yeah, I did too. It's like, is that what it alluded to? I or? guess. I don't know. Uh, for a second, I was like, oh, this is kind of like David Lynch territory yeah. here because right. there's no scream. It's just the metronome clicking. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of creepy, kind of atmospheric. Where are we going from here? And then that's... That was it. That... But, <laughs> No explanation nope, or nothing. Nothing. Don't know who that young lady was. <laughs> it's like they were started one movie. Nope, we're going to start off okay, with a movie. You know what? Movie. We're going to scrap that. <laughs> and forgot to scrap it. Uh, well, okay, we're going to leave it in, but we're just going to pretend that we didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Bananas. I don't know what we're doing here, fellas. Anyway, uh, from there, we get our beat poet uh, narrator pops in, and he's like, Soviet radiation plants. This Dr. Joe Jarofsky is defecting to the United States. And he has a meeting with the top brass at the Yucca Flats uh, radiation, uh, A-bomb testing range. Mm-hmm. Why would you go there? That doesn't make any fucking sense. No. That's like the last place you want to go. <laughs> and more to the point, why would you schedule the meeting right before the atomic bomb goes off? Right. Because that's apparently exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. Bananas, but interesting. Uh, so Joe Jarofsky, played by Tor Johnson. You recognize Tor Johnson? Um, really, the only thing that you might recognize him from is what is possibly the worst movie ever made. It's called Plan 9 from Outer Space, hmm. in which he played uh, Vampira's like, weird mongrel bodyguard type of a guy. Hmm. He's got a very recognizable face. He's just a big fat guy. With a bald head, and he's got like a fish face, and uh, he's he is now a very popular Halloween mask. Oh, really? So he's got that going for him. Hmm. But uh, that's Tor Johnson. Uh, he, he shows up. He remind me of uh, Annie's was it Mister Buxtable or whatever his name was the the what the what the original Annie movie. Oh yeah, uh, Telly uh, Savalas played by he was played by Telly Savalas, right? I think so, yeah. Daddy Warbucks? Daddy Warbucks, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what he reminded me of. So what's funny is that um, I think in 1995, um, what's his name there? Um, Fucking uh, Tim Burton made a movie about the guy that directed Plan 9 from Outer Space, a guy by the name of Ed Wood. Okay. And in doing so, he had to basically cast, for the making of the movie, uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space. And the guy that he got to play, Tor Johnson, was a wrestler named George the Animal Steel. Oh, yeah. So he, and it was spitting image. Like, that's exactly what he looked like, you know? Huh. So that's kind of cool. Um, so Tor Johnson, as Joe Jarofsky, is defecting from the Soviet Union to the United States. And he's got all the top secret KGB nuclear plans. And for some reason, he's meeting at the nuclear test site, mm-hmm. Yucca Flats, in the middle of the fucking desert. Uh, he rolls in on into an airstrip where he's met by two, um, I guess, uh, military guys, 
and they're going to escort him to the meeting. Yeah. But waiting there for them is two KGB agents, mm-hmm. and they are trying to take down Joe Jarofsky. <laughs> and what we have here, ladies and gentlemen, is the most lackluster uh, gunfight chase sequence ever filmed, I believe. Yeah. I don't think they could have put any less effort into this gunfight slash chase sequence. Uh, So the gunfight goes down, and you can tell that nobody gives a shit because one guy runs out of bullets, and he just stands up. He's, like, ducking behind cover. He just stands up and lazily, like, breaks the barrel, and he's, like, putting barrel guns, put some bullets in the gun there. (laughs) And, I mean... All the, I guess all the bullets are flying around him. But it's that dumb shit 1950-style gunfight. Mm-hmm. Uh, st- they, they, they love that for some reason. All the Westerns had it where you hold the gun. And nothing happens. Just no, the noise. You, you hold it and you bring it up to about waist height. You mm. don't aim it. And when it's time to fire it, you act like you're flinging something off it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So you get like a pew, pew, pew. And then eventually one, either you or the other guy goes, ah! And then falls down. Yeah. And there's no blood Mm-mm. and nothing really. Just, ah! <laughs> and that's exactly what we have here. Yeah. And usually in most of the Westerns, the two guys were standing about three and a half feet apart, mm-hmm. uh, not bothering to get behind anything or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. what, what, what about that was so appealing back then? You know what I mean? I don't understand it. Uh, When I was growing up, my dad would make me watch a lot of his westerns. Mm -hmm. And they were always like two big fat guys, you know, and wildly out of shape, usually in their 60s, doing this dumb shit. Bang, bang, go. (laughs) (laughs) What about that is exciting to you? (laughs) What? That's supposed to be the adrenaline who can, rush? Who can fling the bullet the farthest? I guess. What you hey, how about you try running? Run, run at him or something. Do something, you yeah, know? Throw the gun at him. Do, yeah, do, do like a, a combat roll. At least act like you're actually being shot at, you mm-hmm. lazy prick. Anyway, that's what we get here. Uh, that breaks down into a, uh, I don't know, 25 mile per hour uh, speed chase down a dirt road. At which point they stop randomly in the middle of the desert and get out to continue this lackluster gunfight. Did you see when they turned? The first driver actually turned right where he had to stop. Yeah. And then the other driver, when they showed him following him, he turned the opposite way but still went right. Oh, that that sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. And if you're really watching this, this whole dumb shit sequence... You'll notice that it goes from day to night. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't really tell because it's black and white, but there's a certain lens filter they used back then mm-hmm. that would is supposed to indicate day from night. The whole thing was shot during the day, Yeah, obviously. But you could tell, like, the, the tone of the sky goes it like goes up and down and up and down and up and yeah. down. It's probably it's, the clouds, probably. It's lazy editing is what it is. <laughs> yeah, That's that what too. that really is. <laughs> Somebody didn't raise their hand in the uh, editing room. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, eventually, the two American military guys get killed. Uh, Tor Johnson, Joe Jarovsky. I can't help but feel bad for Tor, Tor Johnson. He's got to be pushing 300 pounds, right, mm-hmm. easily. Uh, this is one of his last starring roles before he died, so he's not in the best of shape. Right. So when it was time for him to make his big escape, he just basically <sighs> meanders. <laughs> He kind of gives like, all right, see you later, and then just lazily walks off into the desert <laughs> yeah. while the other poor schmuck is flinging bullets at the two Russians. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, uh, the two Russians kill that guy and then go taking off after Tor Johnson. 
who at this point, I wonder how many times he fell down during the filming of this. Because <laughs> you could tell he was like doing a lot of wobbling. Mm-hmm. And later on, he found a stick to use for support. But <laughs> yeah. he, he was struggling. Um, the two Russians take off after him. And then that's when an atomic bomb drops, which makes me think that we didn't really want to meet with this guy to begin with, the United States. Right. And uh, we didn't particularly care for those two guys that we sent to pick him up either. Probably just want to slow him down. Just nuke them all. <laughs> just nuke all, every one of these yeah, fucking guys. Even the ones they sent. <laughs> you know, yeah, we didn't like them. We didn't like those two guys, <laughs> yeah. apparently. They were stinky, and uh, the, the one guy couldn't take a joke. So <laughs> That's right. Go, you guys go, and we're going to drop a fucking bomb right <laughs> yeah. on you. We'll be right behind you. Yeah, blow up you and the Russian scientists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So everybody dies except for Tor Johnson, Dr. Joe Jarofsky, because I don't know why. But uh, he his briefcase catches on fire. He gets highly radiated, breaks out in all these blisters, and kind of takes on like a grotesque uh, kind of a – I don't know. I thought he kind of looked like a fish more yeah. than anything. Anyway, he's now the beast of Yucca Flats, buddy. <laughs> Whoa, look out now. So scary. Hey, we got a beast of Yucca Flats here. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, this is uh, supposed to be Yucca Mountain Firing Range here mm-hmm. in Nevada, which is about, I don't know, an hour and a half away from where we're presently sitting. Yeah. Um, it's not wasn't actually filmed there. No. No, it was filmed somewhere in Southern California. But yeah. uh, he goes running off into the desert, and his shirt's all torn, and he looks like a fish. Now we're going to cut to a young married couple who are just putting along out through the Yucca Valley, mm-hmm. and their car breaks down. And here comes uh, Dr. Joe Jarofsky to give them the fucking business. Mm-hmm. So he sneaks up on the husband while he's working on the engine and chokes him out. And then somehow manages to sneak his fat ass <laughs> yeah. into the back of the car <laughs> while the mildly attractive wife is smoking cigarettes uh-huh. and s- strangle her from the back seat. I know. Didn't feel nothing? Nothing. <laughs> Didn't see nothing? Ninja. Either that or there was something in those cigarettes, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Fucking told her what's up. So by strangle these guys, I mean, really puts his hand on their necks for about five seconds. And then they get all woozy and then they close their mm-hmm. eyes and that's how it goes. That's fine. That's how your death sequences usually went around 1961. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, again, no dialogue here. No, a lot of uh, jazz music and a lot of this beatnik uh narrator yeah. uh telling us what's going on so here comes uh, a lonely patrolman who comes by the, the the scene of this auto wreck or breakdown sees the dead body of the husband and he starts poking around and then finds the wife's purse mm-hmm. and he's like where's the wife and by the way joe jarofsky has carried the wife off into the desert mm-hmm. in a weird and again i feel really bad for tor johnson he is in no shape to carry anybody at this point. He's got her like she's doing her best job to like play limp, and he's got her like basically in a headlock, yeah. <laughs> like, trying to carry her that way. <laughs> and because the the sound wasn't dubbed, uh, I think they were allowed to just kind of you know make whatever noise or whatever. Because you can see Tor Johnson's lips moving while he's carrying this poor young lady, yeah. and you know what? He's, you fucking fat bitch. God, you couldn't skip one meal, could you, you son of a... Oh, God damn it. And he's got her under one arm. Mm-hmm. You could Could you help me out here for this scene? God damn it. <laughs> Make me walk this Jesus far with this woman. God, I'm Tor Johnson. I was in Plan 9 from Outer Space. 
I should have produced this God movie. God damn it. <laughs> I'd be mad, too, if I was him. Oh, yeah. Fuck this shit. I don't know what they're paying. They're doing me. this to me on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, so that's kind of, he basically walks off with the, I guess, dead wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes tearing off through the desert there. Um here comes uh, Deputy Number One. He finds the dead husband, sees the wife's purse, so he goes and gets Deputy Number Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we have these guys. It's Jim and Joe. Oh, and uh, he goes and gets Joe, who was just about to get some ass. Yeah, he was. He had his wife or girlfriend or the neighborhood flood. Floozy. Floozy. I was going to say hussy, but then I was going to go floozy, so I almost went flussy, but that's not a word. Hoozy. Hoozy. Ah, shit, man. I think I'm having a stroke. (laughs) So, uh, but she was pretty hot for 1961. She was like in a negligee, Mm -hmm. and she was in bed, ready to go, and then here comes fucking Jim, and he's like, Joe, we gotta go. I got something down here you gotta see. Okay. So the floozy just throws the blankets back over her and I guess yep. goes back to bed. I know whatever. what this means. You're stupid. You're stupid. You stupid man. Uh, they You're go. You're kind of podcast, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, I got movies to talk about. Okay. There's like 13 people that listen to the show. I can't keep them waiting. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so they uh, they go and they they go back to the the side of the fucking broke down car they see the dead husband by the way nobody has touched the dead husband he's right. just been laying on the side of the road the whole time uh they make a big show out of holding up the purse pointing at the purse pointing out in the hills mm-hmm. and saying that way meanwhile we're going to cut back to Jero- joe jarofsky who has drugged this poor young lady all the way up to a cave and has laid her down in the cave and he's like He's not really pawing at her or anything, but you know he's got some intentions for her later. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes walking off again, like I'm going to keep wrecking shop around the desert. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know what he does, what he's doing. Uh, so that's great. Now we're going to hang with these two knucklehead cops for a while. Uh, we get like a whole drawn out sequence of them uh, poking around, looking at bushes. Uh, at one point, they go up a hill and they do a lot of like a. Uh, more pointing, and uh, and then here comes our narrator, and he's like, Jim and Joe, the two only defenders of freedom and justice in the desert. <laughs> yeah. The desert! <laughs> here they come, ready to strike fear and try to track down the man-beast. Man-beast! It's a weird thing, man. <laughs> yeah. It is weird. So we get a lot of footage of them, like, climbing up rocks, climbing down rocks, pointing at things. Uh, I think one of them had some binoculars at one point. Um, a lot of poking around. Eventually, they, they come up to, like, a um, cliff face, and we see them climbing the cliff face. Mm-hmm. And then we see them finding the cave. They find the girl, and this is particularly stupid. They look down at her, and they say, she's alive. we got to get her out of here. So they pick her up in like a kind of a two-man fireman's carry, mm-hmm. take her six feet out of the cave and go, she's dead. There's nothing we can do. And they put her back down and leave her there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, I know this is lazy writing, mm-hmm. and I know that this is probably that they something they tried to fix in post. Um, they probably decided that it wouldn't be a good idea for them to try to get footage of these two knuckleheads carrying the lady down the cliff right. and all that shit. 
So they had to just kind of loop that dialogue in about uh, her being – she doesn't need a medic. She needs an angel or something like that yeah. to, as like a weird workaround. Mm-hmm. But really, that's just dumb. Yeah. All right? So assuming that she was in fact alive when you got there and that she is now dead six feet away three and a half minutes later – you probably killed her when you picked her up, right? <laughs> yeah. You picked her up and it snapped her neck, and now you're the murderer, Jim and Joe. <laughs> right. Tor Johnson had nothing to do with it, except he was probably going to rape her. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're like, you know what? we got to find this killer. We're going to track him down. He's probably up on a plateau that's like 20 feet above, but we can't climb it because it's too dangerous. Mm-hmm. So good news. Joe is an ex-paratrooper, and he's going he's gonna to take to the skies. Yeah. And he's going to get to the bottom of this. Now we're going to cut to plot line number two, which is a uh, family of tourists mm-hmm. who are traveling east, I guess, from California for some kind of vacation. And uh, in a weird move, they decide that they just have like a freak out moment and wreck the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't Squirrel. <laughs> It's the same goddamn thing that happened in The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. I think they saw an airplane for the first time ever, had a complete freak out, and just punched the engine and cranked the wheel, <laughs> right. and we're going to see what happens from here. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. It was a deadly mirage. That's what it was. We have, uh, in this family, we have Hank and Lois, <laughs> and their two sons, Art and um, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. This is the whitest family I've ever seen in my life. I get it. It's a black and white movie from 1961. Mm -hmm. But let's just take it down a notch, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyway, um, they get pulled over on the side of the road. They're out in the middle of nowhere in the Yucca Flats. Uh, During, well, Hank is like poking around with the engine and looking at the tire and shit. Uh, The two kids, Jeff and Art, just walk off into the desert. Mm-hmm. which also leads me to believe that these are the worst parents ever mm-hmm. and are completely disinterested in their kids. <laughs> and in fact, we're on their way to abandon them somewhere, just not here. Right. If they wanted to drop them off like in a major city or something. Mm-hmm. So off they go. Uh, they're just out cruising about the desert for a while, poking around, looking at things, getting themselves lost. Tor Johnson is just creeping up, creeping around on him. Mm-hmm. He's got a stick now, too. Yeah. And, you know, he could beat somebody with it or, mm-hmm. or poke. Yeah, that, too. <laughs> so they finally get the car fixed. Uh, they're like, okay. Lois is like, okay, let's go. Oh, shit. Where's the kids? I don't know. So Lois goes out and looks for him. She does a lot of screaming. Uh, Art, Jeff. Art, Jeff, where are you? I don't know. Goes back to the car. Hank's like, God damn it. Smokes three cigarettes and then takes off even – he's going to go even further out looking for the two kids. Mm-hmm. So he goes out looking for him. Art, Jeff, Art, Jeff, where are you? Now, while all that's going on, we have Jim and Joe who are loading up in the airplane with mm-hmm. the uh, parachute and everything, getting ready to take off. So Joe gets in. Jim is – before he gets in, Joe was like, hey, Joe, shoot first and ask questions later when you get up to that plateau. Okay, Jim. <laughs> Spoken like a true police officer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gets up in the sky. He's flying around. Now we have um, the kids who have been accosted by uh, to- uh, Jim Jarofsky in a very uncomfortable situation, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. You know the scene that I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It was a little creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was intended to be creepy. 
But watching it, I was like, yeah, what are we doing here, boys? <laughs> so the kids are lost. They've been stumbling around the desert for, so I don't know, an hour or so. <laughs> yeah. They happen upon this watering hole, and both kids are like, oh, water, yeah. So they run down there. Bend over and put their faces in the water. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, whatever. Here comes Tor Johnson behind him, and he's like, "Bah!" And then, but the camera angle for like a good thirty seconds, we're just looking at these two twelve-year-old asses in the air, mm-hmm. and then Tor Johnson going, "Bah!" Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> what is going on here, um, Coleman Francis? That's a little uh that's a little uh, Victor Salva if you ask me. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing but I don't like it. Kids spot uh fucking uh Jarofsky and they're like, "Oh, look at that monster." And they take off. Jarofsky chases him, but again, Tor Johnson is vastly overweight and pushing 60 at mm-hmm. least in this movie. So by chase him them, I mean Zombie walk. Take like three quick steps and do a lot of shaking of the stick at him. <laughs> and then they go taking off and he just kind of stands there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could have been fixed in editing, but it was not. Which <laughs> another thing about this movie, every time you cut to the kids, they're just standing there. Yeah. And then they start walking. You got to cut that first part out. You right. know what I'm saying? Keep them walking. Yeah. I don't know why we have all this footage of them just standing there. <laughs> if that's what they're doing, then they really shouldn't be that far away from the car. They're right. just going out and standing around. Whatever, man. I'm overthinking this. I know. All right. So that's that was a little uncomfortable. So now we're going to cut to uh, Hank, who's running around out in the valleys and the trying to find his kids and yelling and screaming. Uh, just up above is Joe flying around in an airplane. And he spots one random dude walking around the desert, and he's like, that's my fucking killer right there. Mm-hmm. Now, let's not bother ourselves with trying to make an arrest. <laughs> Shoot first, ask questions let's later. Let's not slow ourselves down with, like, due process or, you know, maybe asking what he's doing out there. Let's just open fire yeah, from not? a moving airplane, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Let's not even bother with the parachute. We're just going to let him have it. So we again we get a very dumb pseudo action sequence of uh Hank running up and down hills and uh Joe shooting out of the window of an airplane. Uh there was some like aerial footage of Hank running and then he trips and falls and I th- think we were supposed to believe that Joe may have actually shot him a couple of times but in the end Hank just gets up and walks away yeah. so I don't think he did. Um, we did get a very Hitchcockian situation there where Joe's running and we got the close up of him and we see, or, uh, Hank is running and we see Joe coming in low with the airplane just mm-hmm. behind him. So that was kind of cool for a second. But th- this sequence of the movie is probably a good 10 minutes. Yeah, it was this, long. This is only a 54 minute long movie. Mm-hmm. So after a while, I was, I didn't fast forward. I thought about it though, because it was like. Him running, him going down the canyon. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more aerial footage of him running. Okay. And then it, that just keeps going yeah. on and on Rinse, for like wash, 10 repeat. minutes. Yeah. yeah. For like 10 minutes. And then he falls down and then he gets back up and keeps running. And then eventually, uh, what's his name there? Joe actually does jump out of the airplane to try to find him. Jumps out, parachutes down. 
uh, undoes the parachute, starts looking around, can't find him because Hank didn't actually get killed. Mm-hmm. He just kind of fell down a hill and I guess just laid there for a minute and then got up and ran away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's good news because Hank's alive. And bad news because Joe still has the monster of Yucca Flats to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we're going to cut back to the kids who almost got butt plugged a minute ago. Uh, they're out still in the in the fucking uh, desert and they spot this cave. Now I guess it's supposed to be getting dark. Uh, the only yeah. reason I say that is because the lens filter popped down all mm-hmm. the second. So they go into the cave for shelter and they're thinking, okay, we're going to hunker down here for the night. Unfortunately, that's Jarofsky's cage, mm-hmm. cave. So he goes back there, and he's all pissed off because somebody moved his lady friend. <laughs> yeah. So we get a lot of, bah, bah, and he picks up a big rock and throws it. Bah, 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 Saturday night, and I'm all alone, bah, <laughs> kind of a thing. The kids are like, look at this fucking guy. That's the dude that was looking at our asses two, uh, ten minutes ago. <laughs> so they're like, okay, be quiet, be quiet. Don't let-. Eventually, Jarofsky, like, conks out and go, takes a nap yeah and then the kids like tiptoe around him he starts to wake up again yeah he wakes up just as they're coming <laughs> bah, 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 and he shakes the stick and then i guess he ta- passes out yeah he that. passes out for a few more minutes but while he's like throwing rocks and buying about um what's his name there uh with the rifle joe here's that so he's like i'm gonna go check that shit out mm-hmm. maybe that's my killer he goes taking off in the direction of the sound uh john um, Jarofsky is up, and he's now kind of following the kids around. Uh, eventually, in a weird situation, the kids have kind of eluded him, but the cops have found him. He found finds the kids and is just about to like attack them, and then that's when uh, Joe blasts him with the rifle and kills him. Mm-hmm. Uh, about that time, Jim rolls up in the squad car, and he's like, Hey, will you look at that? It's a big, fat... Uh, fucking guy and he's got an ugly face there so clearly that was the killer uh the kids go hauling ass as soon as uh jarofsky goes down but luckily hank made it back to the car got in the car and hauled ass left lois on the side of the fucking road yeah what a fucking (laughs) who says chivalry is dead you know he's like you got to stay here in case they come back i'm gonna go get help Hops in the air-conditioned car and takes off, leaves mm-hmm. Lois in the 105-degree heat of Yucca Desert. Well done, sir. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm surprised he came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought he was headed to Vegas. Uh, comes back with a search party the ser- of like six or eight guys. They go running up into the hills, find the kids, uh, and that's pretty much the end of your movie. Yeah. Well, except for uh, Jarofsky wakes up and puts like a a shoulder punch on one of the cops and then they tussle around for a bit. And then the other cop comes and shoots up, uh, Jarofsky. And then that's the end of yeah. your movie. It's not, it's not good. No, it's man. not. It's, um, I don't know what the point of not recording audio on this movie was. I felt, no I feel like they could have had like a decent storyline with like the, the Soviet intrigue and the espionage and all that. Uh, but because they didn't bother to actually write, I mean, that's a good way to get out of writing a movie is just saying, you know what? No audio, <laughs> just have them go out there and act yeah. and we'll, we'll figure it out afterwards. We'll dub it in later. We'll figure we'll write, I'll write the movie after you're done filming. Okay. <laughs> yeah. that, that makes more sense. Really <laughs> stupid, man. Why would you do that? <laughs> right. Why would you do that? You obviously have money to make a movie. Spend a few dollars on some some audio equipment, 
That's probably the cheapest aspect of making a movie. Mm-hmm. And let's get rid of the smooth jazz interludes yeah. that we were getting here and the fucking narrator that was putting me to sleep. I don't know, man. What did you think of the Beast of Yucca Flats? Here's my real question. Before you answer that, does this fall into the realm of so bad that it's good? No. You don't think so? No. Why not? That was just a terrible movie. Just a bad movie altogether? (laughs) I would say that it almost does. This is a movie that if I was going to watch again, I would just mute it. And make fun of it. And just make fun of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Of course it was. Yeah. I'm sure... It's been riffed by every knucklehead with a Roku channel, right. and which will probably include us at some point. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but I would say that it falls into the realm that it's so bad that it's good. And the only reason I say that is because you can tell that somebody had an, an idea. actual idea here yeah. and sold the rest of these people on that idea. And, you know, they're not out making cheesy dipshit jokes. They don't have a Donald guy in a Donald Trump mask chasing people around. <laughs> That's just bad. That's a poor attempt at humor, and it's not even that good. <laughs> this was people actually believing in the artistic integrity of what they were doing and trying to perform to the best of their abilities and trying to complete this project and actually put out a product that had some kind of artistic merit to it. Mm-hmm. They failed. On every possible level. Yeah. And that, I think, is what makes it so bad that it's good. Is that they, you could tell that they took it seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah, they did take it seriously. It just wasn't for me. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But it, it, if that's the measuring stick, I feel that like you cannot set out to make a movie that's so bad that it's good. You have to make a movie that you believe is going to be really good and then just take a complete shit along the way and put it out anyway and then you're like oh fuck this is terrible <laughs> but then it finds that weird it's like a uh um what is it uh troll 2 oh yeah. have you seen troll 2 yeah it's terrible mm-hmm. that is probably the worst movie that it's ever made mm-hmm. but you watch it and you're like God, look at <laughs> look at this man you can't it's like a car accident you can't turn your head yeah because it's so bad you know what i mean <laughs> You can't stop watching it. Exactly. And I kind of feel like this fits into that realm a little bit. A little bit. Maybe that's just me. All right, inmates, let's take us a little break and we'll come back with some other stuff, huh? Oh, yeah. Every time you come around, you know I can't say no. Every time the sun goes down, I let you take control I can feel the paradise before my world implodes And tonight had something wonderful My bad habits lead to late nights and in alone Conversations with a stranger I barely know
roommates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, if I ever get radiated and go on a weird uh, rampage of rape, murder, and creepily gazing at kids' butts, I want you to be the one to put me down. No problem. Make sure I'm out of my misery. <laughs> From the looks of it, it's going to take quite a few bullets to take take me down. But I don't need to be looking at kids' butts. Nope. Um, I'm definitely not gonna gonna strangle anybody in their backseat. Uh, maybe hold off on the on the on the rape. You know what I mean? So like, if if she's hot and she seems like she's into it, and she's alive, and she's alive, <laughs> I mean, maybe wait till after I'm done with that, and then to, to, then by all means, oh, oh. you gotta you gotta put me down. I'm out of control, buddy. I'm out of control. You gotta stop me. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. All right, man. Uh, we got no Terra Dome this week. I will remind everybody, though, that uh, the next tournament is going to start in about three weeks. Ooh. We got plenty of time to get your picks in. Uh, it's going to be the teams division this this go around. So yeah. get in there. Let us know who you want. The mental health hotline is area code 775-387-0275. Regular old email is thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. While you're contemplating that, my friends... We've got to tell you what movies we got to look at this week in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? Hmm. What are you looking at? So, not unlike Cowboy, I got to check out Hideout from 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uh, it's it's a it's a proven formula. <clears throat> we've seen this this base, we've seen this movie before. You have the uh, robbery or drug deal or whatever it is this time goes wrong. Our criminals uh, some either stomp their way into or somehow subterfuge their way into somebody's house to lay low. While uh, the heat dies down, mm-hmm. and then of course we find out that there's more at play in the house than the the criminals are prepared to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite example of this is a movie called Cthulhu Mansion, hmm. which has absolutely nothing to do with Cthulhu at all. Uh, but it's the same concept: drug deal goes bad, bunch of young punks uh, storm into a, a I think it was a magician's mansion where they're going to hold up for the night while the cops are looking for them. And then, of course, evil spirits and things like that. Uh, in this case, it's a uh, um, liquor store robbery that oh. goes that goes awry, and they happen upon a uh, grandmother grandmother and her granddaughter, and they uh, lie to them first, and then they pull the gun on them. And then, by the way, the leader of this gang got shot in the process, so they need to help patch him up too. And it's always funny because the gangs, the criminal gang element always follows the same formula also. Hmm. 
It's usually three or four guys. Mm-hmm. You have the animal who wants to kill everybody. Yep. You have the innocent guy who just really needed the money and he mm-hmm. doesn't want to hurt anybody. Uh, you usually have the career criminal who's telling everybody to be cool. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, there's usually a really hot chick involved. Yeah. This movie doesn't disappoint. It has all of those elements. Okay. So it is exactly what you think it is. Um, acting's a little on the subpar side. Special effects could use a little work, but... Mm-hmm. It's fine for what it's on uh, Amazon Prime. If anybody gives a shit, okay, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Hmm. Uh, I watched that, and I also watched The Seed from 2021. Oh, found this bad guy on Shutter. Have you seen it? No. Um, it's a much ditzier version of the thing. I would say ditzier, huh? ditzier. Yes. Hmm. Uh, remove uh, R.J. McCready and the Arctic Research Station. Okay. Uh, replace them with. Um, social media influencers and uh, really hot chicks that are there to drink cocktails and watch a meteor shower. Okay. And uh, what? Yeah, it's pretty much the same after that. Wow. Uh, there is some boobs involved. And the weird, like the metamorphosis thing mm-hmm. is very society-esque where they like all meld together. They all get naked and kind of meld into this flesh pot. And wow. It looks very orgasmic. Like they're probably enjoying themselves. I forgot the name of the movie, but there was one similar to that. Society. Yeah, Society. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very similar. Okay. Uh, just without the asshole faces and stuff. <laughs> yeah. This one is, you could almost beat off to this one. Oh, okay. You cannot beat off to Society. <laughs> no. I, I've done the research, buddy. It is <laughs> yeah. proven you cannot do it. <laughs> That's all I'm looking at, homeboy. You got anything? I uh, just finished season four of Dexter, just going through the whole thing again. Okay. You know, I was thinking about doing like a re-run through of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I got some vacation time coming up. Yeah. And if I time it right, I can take it while the kids are in school. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I want to do I've already seen it. So if I'm going to run through a whole series like that, I should probably find a new one. Yeah. Maybe that Viking show or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll put some thought into that. Hmm. All right, that's what we're looking at, inmates. How about a little immersion therapy, my friend? Yeah. <laughs> immersion therapy. Did you get a chance to check out Ravenswood? Yeah. What did you think? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's not good. <laughs> Stupid. But it is Australian. Yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about abandoned uh, institutes and otherwise spectacularly haunted locations that gets chicks so fucking horny. Right? We need to go to more abandoned uh, mental institutes, <laughs> yes. my friend, and just bring some chicks, and it's going to go down. Yeah. We might get murdered, or we might get our dick sucked. <laughs> or both. Or both. <laughs> I'm, I'm comfortable with that option. I can run fast, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but I can get my, my tally whacker played with, be out of there in about three minutes flat. Boom. Gone. <laughs> yeah. This is a bad movie, man. Uh, Mm -hmm. Ravenswood. Typical. We've seen it before. A bunch of knucklehead kids go to the abandoned mental institute for the ghost tour. End up getting possessed and uh, fuckery ensues. Nothing we haven't seen before. 
what I will say is that the main actress was screaming hot, mm-hmm. could not act her way out of a paper bag. Nope. Uh, that was probably the worst acting I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, the part where she is explaining how she was uh, drug off the street and raped while she's like almost giggling about it, but like trying to act like she's crying. Yeah. You don't know what I went through. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> then I was raped. She's telling this to a complete stranger, by the way, mm-hmm. who she's known for less than an hour. Yeah. The big Australian Thor looking guy, I guess, is just the. The bee's knees mm-hmm. for her or something. That was, well, that's a lot better than her boyfriend. Her boyfriend was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know what was so hot about him, but I don't know. Thor's sister was just did a belly dive right onto his dick. <laughs> right. I te- it's the fucking abandoned mental institution, mm-hmm. dude. They You get them in there and their panties just slide right off. Them. Yeah. That and the chicks love the bad boys. He wasn't even a bad boy. He was just a prick. Yeah. He was just a dick. I don't get it. <laughs> Abandoned mental institution. <laughs> Get them in there. Bring some condoms, buddy. You're <laughs> going right. to need them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say you can skip it. It wasn't yeah. that great. Um, maybe if you need something to to just put on to not scare you or um, make you scratch your head or something like that. Yeah. Ah, whatever. What do you got for us this week, buddy? All right. This week, let's check out 2022's the Privilege. It's about a wealthy teen and his friends attending an elite private school uncover a dark conspiracy while looking into a series of strange supernatural events. Very cool. You'll find this gem on Netflix. Check that shit out, inmates. We will do the same and compare notes next week. Mm-hmm. But now, we have to educate me. Educating Miss Monica. My clues from last week. I am looking for my dad, who has disappeared from a sleepy seaside town somewhere in Northern California. He lived in a ridiculous apartment with a very Art Deco, do-it-yourself kind of vibe to it. Uh, The sleepy town, by the way, is completely abandoned, except for one albino who likes to eat mice. Um... Except for when the sun goes down, then everybody hauls ass over to the local supermarket and just uh, randomly attacks and eats people as they pass through. Damn! I picked the wrong fucking town, I guess. I am Messiah of Evil, buddy. Have you seen that one? Nope. It is a pretty good show. It's public domain. Um, Very Lovecraftian, I Mm. would say, for lack of a better... Very culty, I guess. Okay. More than anything. Uh, definitely worth checking that one out, inmates. Who might I be this week, you ask? Well, I am a writer and a bit of an agoraphobe, but I won't openly admit that. I just wanted to get away from everybody for a couple of weeks, maybe turn into months as I work on my next piece of writing, whatever it might be. Uh, unfortunately, the cabin that I got out in the woods sitting on a lake isn't as, uh isolated as I thought it would be. In fact, there's somebody here with me. I just can't quite put my finger on it. Motherfuck if my goddamn fiancé doesn't show up and make an ass out of himself, thus pissing off the other individual that is here also in creating problems for me, him, and us all together. 
I also might be um, the daughter of a opera singer, if that helps at all. Think about that, inmates. I'll fill you in next week on who I am. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us this week, inmates. Sorry for the short show, but it was a short movie mm-hmm. and not a lot to talk about there. Join us next week for Amazon Hotbox. I did not pick this, you motherfuckers. This is all Carter Burke territory. Uh, And I'm not making that up either. That's the actual name of the movie. It's Amazon Hotbox. Yeah. Look out. (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much again, inmates, for joining us. Um, Like, comment, subscribe wherever you found the show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. Do have a Patreon campaign running. Uh, The next available month is going to be May. Uh, $5 donation gets you control of May, along with a padded room uh, travel mug, a padded room t-shirt, and as much hardcore pornography as I can shove into the package that I send you. Um, other than that, I think that's about it. You got anything else on the week, buddy? No. All righty. For Buddy, not in absentia, Miss Monica in absentia, uh, Amazon hot boxes. Can't can't wait to get to the bottom of that one. <laughs> right. Um, goddamn Tor Johnson and radiated beast men of the Nevada desert. Um, fucking movies that have no sound for some goddamn reason. Amer- American movies that have no sound. Mm-hmm. Italian movies, it makes a little bit more sense. For some reason, that's just how they do it over there. <laughs> But when they do that over here, it doesn't make a lick of sense. And the Padded Room Podcast, I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye, and have a great week.